I begin today by acknowledging the Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung and Bunurong people of the Kulin Nation, where we have recorded the Katha Project. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and future. I extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. I would also like to acknowledge my own elders, my mother especially, who has spent hours telling me the stories that I am sharing. I give thanks to the elders of my culture who have passed down these kathas through generations so that we may have our traditions and values as our compass. Namaskaram and welcome back to the Katha Project. Last week, we started hearing the story of the Ramayana. Did you know that the Ramayana has seven chapters that we call Kanda or Kand? The first chapter in which Rama is born is called Balakand. So far in Balakand, we heard about the big puja Dashrath Maharaj held in order to get an heir to the throne at the same time that the Devas went to Lord Narayana because Ravana and Kumbhakarna had started tormenting them. In due time, the three queens Kausalya, Sumitra and Kaikeyi bore four sons. Rama, the avatar of Lord Narayana, Bharata, and the twins Lakshmana and Shatrughna. Vishwamitra Maharishi visited Ayodhya when the princes were just teenagers and requested that Ram help him defeat some asuras that were troubling his puja. After much hesitation, Dashrath Maharaj sent Rama and Lakshmana into the forest with the Rishi. Shall we find out what happens next? Vishwamitra Maharishi, accompanied by Prince Rama and Lakshmana, made his way from Ayodhya past the Sarayu River, past the River Ganga, and came to the entrance of the Dhandaka forest. Looking at the forest, Rama and Lakshmana were shocked to see that it was so dark and was such a terrible forest. Vishwamitra Maharishi explained to the princes that many years ago, there lived a yaksha called Suketu. A yaksha is like a magical being and are often shapeshifters. Suketu did not have any children and so he prayed to Lord Brahma. Lord Brahma granted his wish and gave him a daughter and promised that she would be beautiful and have the strength of a thousand elephants. The daughter of Suketu was Tataka. Tataka grew up very beautiful and was married to Sunda, another yaksha, and they had two sons, Maricha and Subahu. One day, Sunda tried to harm Agastya Rishi here in the forest and was cursed and eventually defeated. Hearing this, Tataka and her two sons came to the Rishi looking to cause trouble and fight. But again, Agastya Rishi cursed them all to be ugly asuras that would forever live in the deep darkness of the Dhandaka forest. Now, all three asuras trouble us and anyone that enters the forest. Prince Rama, knowing that Tataka had to be defeated, shot an arrow into the deepest, darkest part of the forest. The arrow made a loud sound as it travelled through the trees 
And who should come out of the darkness with thundering, pounding footsteps? It was Tataka, the mighty Asura. And she was tall, taller than most trees. She was strong, stronger than many elephants and bisons put together. She was ferocious. Her scream made the ground beneath them shake. Seeing her, Prince Ram knew that there was only one thing to do. He took an arrow from his quiver and without any fear, shot the arrow straight to the Asura's chest. All it took was one mighty arrow from Prince Rama and Tataka's entire being was brought down and she fell like a giant tree with a crash. Vishwamitra Maharishi was extremely pleased with Prince Rama's ability and guided the two brothers deeper into the forest towards his ashram where many of his disciples or students were getting ready for a puja. The rishi told the princes that Maricha and Subahu usually waited for the end of the puja to come and ruin the rituals. So, as the rishis began their chanting, Prince Rama and Prince Lakshmana kept guard day and night. Six days passed without any disturbance. And then, on the seventh day, as the puja neared the end, they heard the shouts and screams of the asura coming towards them. The princes drew their bow and arrows and waited ready to bring down the rakshasas. First, Maricha swept down towards the puja, and so Prince Ram drew the Manava Astra, which was a special arrow that wrapped Maricha around with a rope and flung him far away to the nearby ocean. But it did not kill him. Then his brother Subahu came down with all the dirt and scraps to disturb the puja. Prince Ram calmly turned around and pulled out the Agneastra, which was another powerful arrow that shot Subahu down immediately and defeated him. With Tataka, Maricha and Subahu no longer in the Dhandaka forest, the skies opened up and the darkness lifted. Vishwamitra Maharishi's puja continued and was completed without disturbance and the rishis were all so thankful to the princes for protecting them. The next morning, the rishi said that before going back to Ayodhya, he would be visiting the city of Mithila and that the princes should accompany him on the journey. Listening to their guru, Ram and Lakshman prepared for their next adventure. As they walked on, they came to an ashram that was unoccupied and empty. There were creepers and leaves everywhere and it looked like no one lived there. Walking inside, Prince Ram happened to step on a large rock and suddenly the rock transformed into a beautiful lady. The brothers were shocked and asked the lady, Who are you and why were you turned into a rock? The beautiful maiden bowed down to Rama and said, I know you are Prince Ram, son of Dashrath Maharaj. You have released me from the curse that was put on me by my husband Gautama Rishi. My name is Ahalya. As a young lady, I was extremely beautiful. One day, 
Indra came from Devalok and saw how beautiful I was and told me that none could match my beauty on earth and in Devalok. Falling in love with me, he asked me to marry him and to leave the ashram. I told Indra that I was already married and could not do so. As Indra left, Gautama Rishi returned from his tapas and saw that I was admiring my beauty and had become very vain. Gautama Rishi saw that my mind had been diverted to my own bodily beauty and was constantly distracted from the pujas and care of the ashram. The Rishi cursed me that I would be a rock unseen and unnoticed by anyone until Prince Rama's feet touched me. And finally, you are here and the curse upon me has been released. I understand now that my external beauty is not the most important thing. Thank you, dear Prince. And at that moment, Gautama Rishi returned to the ashram, knowing that the curse on his wife had been lifted. As the young princes started their journey towards Mithila was when Janak Maharaj announced that Princess Sita's Swayamvaram would take place in the palace. I'm sure you're wondering what a Swayamvaram is. Who is Princess Sita and what's so special about her? That's for next time. Namaskaram. <laughs>